There's something called scripts that are floating all around. They dictate what we say and how we sit and how we present ourselves, even on the screen. On this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland. Welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey friends, my name is Justin Kim and you're watching Inverse and we are here in the studio with my friends Jonathan Kelly and Israel and on this quarter we are talking about the topic of biblical sexuality. The subject matter is a bit sensitive so if you have minors in the area or within your watching vicinity we want to give you a heads up and that viewer discretion is advised. So I want to welcome my friends. Hey, guys. Hi. Are you excited to talk about this topic? We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll find out. This is a very sensitive topic, but the Bible does talk a lot about sexuality. Mm -hmm. And we want to invite you to go to inversebible.org, and you can download and get the Bible study guides. We have previous quarters on different books of the Bible on different topics, and we believe that this topic is one that is very important for our generation today. So we want to invite you to go to that website. Uh, we'll have a prayer in Israel if you can uh, pray for us, and we'll get into our subject today. Sure. Father in heaven, thank you for the opportunity that we have to study your, uh, your word. And specifically this topic, Father, we want to ask your presence to be with us, to guide us. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Let's go to Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And Kelly, if you can read that for us. Absolutely. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Thanks, thanks. Mm -hmm. Now, we are talking about this topic of sexuality, and uh, I don't know, I get, I get excited because the Bible talks about sexuality, and we're going to address this, but for some people, these two topics are kind of like, what? I know, you're probably <laughs> watching out there, and you're either like, yay, we're talking about this, or you're like, oh, no, what's going on? Why, why is that discomfort there when it comes to biblical, spiritual, religious, and, 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 and theology in the Bible, and then when it comes to the, this, this other world? Mm -hmm. What's the why? Why is there a disconnect, Jonathan? Well, you know, the Bible, you know, as we just read here, calls us to a, a holy life, and historically, uh, sexuality and holiness have always been kind of presented as two things that are opposite of each other. Yeah. Uh, sex is this has been presented often as this dirty thing, this thing we don't talk about, yes. and it's you know there's shame uh, involved and all these things that you know we feel uncomfortable talking about, and uh, and so there has been this this disconnect really that the idea that everything has to do with you know the physical is not as important as the spiritual and you know you, the, the religion is in your mind faith is in your mind uh, and sexuality that's your body and uh, even you know some some religious uh, you know denominations and so on they they will still promote this idea that sexuality is something that is lower and mm -hmm. should not be so much focused on it's not mm -hmm. as important as the spiritual mm -hmm. so let's let's back up a little we're, we're gonna get there sure. and and uh, definitely Definitely true that there's all these scripts, what mm -hmm. they call these are ideas 
is. These are things floating around. So, Israel, tell me a bit more about these scripts. Like, what what are they? Actual little pieces of fortune cookies flying around in the sky, or <laughs> what, what are they? I think as societies, we just have we normally have these codes by which we function, these societal mm-hmm. values. And in some cultures, for example, it'll say that if you're a, a male, then you have this role, this script to play. If you're a female, you have this this kind of script that you must follow. And these are really uh, values that society places upon us as human beings. Mm-hmm. And certainly sexuality is one of those scripts. It tells us what it, how it is that we should function, mm-hmm. what are things that are okay for us to do, what are things that are not okay for us to do, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so forth. Okay. I think what's interesting, too, about scripts is it even, it even dictates the smallest parts of our lives. Mm. So like a script that I've learned in my home is you don't start eating your meal at a restaurant or at home unless everyone has food. Mm. That's just a script. Mm-hmm. But there are, I go to other people's homes and the host can be like offended if you don't start eating as soon as they give you food mm-hmm. and so it's like i'm like what script do i listen to my mother do i listen to the script of this home mm-hmm. but those are those are different scripts mm-hmm. and different ways that have influenced my behavior mm-hmm. so i love you mentioned like cultural mores and yeah. values and you mentioned codes yeah. and, and and dictating roles that we play in society they also can impact like you know me talking with my hands or maybe me not not talking with my hands how we sit mm-hmm. even the clothes like this is appropriate I don't, I don't know fashion-wise. It is, <laughs> it is tolerable for, for <laughs> our, our, our day and age, but maybe not for 100 or, or 500 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, you know, how we interact in every mm-hmm. single way, and not just the abstract stuff, but also the very concrete things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's also these, these massive scripts that are above entire societies. You know, I, I moved from Europe to the United States, and then a huge script in the United States is the idea of the American dream. Okay. Right? <laughs> uh, and, like, you, you, you know, you go to college, you, you get married, you buy a house. Why pick a Uh, White picket fence, you know, all these (laughs) things that you're supposed to do. This is the script you're supposed to follow or at least um, strive after. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was was quite new to me coming from the European context where it's okay to rent a little apartment for your entire life and you don't (laughs) have to have a house and et cetera, et cetera. So I I thought that was something that um, was quite interesting. And now that I've lived here for a couple of years, I can tell that that script definitely has affected me because you start start thinking this, but I still need to do this and make sure my retirement and da 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 da. Um, so, so some of these are like definitely in the forefront of your brain, but you're saying there's some that are kind of like yeah. presuppositional. They're in the back of your brain. Yes. They impact how you... <laughs> Even the trajectory of your life. Yes. Yeah, okay. Well, they yeah. ultimately shape entirely who you are because, you know, now Jonathan is living the American <laughs> dream more than I am. <laughs> and I was born in America. So so it, it, it affects everything. It affects who we are, I think, at the very core of our being. Mm-hmm. And you have these, these, these values, these scripts that are floating around. But you also have these mechanisms of art, like movies and media and music, and they capture these floating around things and they put it into music or movie video form. Mm -hmm. And then, as you say, it's the American dream, but Mm -hmm. because of the cultural power of of North America, these values, maybe not in Europe and not in Austria, but the rest of the world (laughs) wants to live like the values that America has projected on them. Mm -hmm. And these scripts are communicated, as you said, through stories, which is really powerful. uh, and, And it has... And as you said, it has affected the entire world yes. um, because people want to follow, you know, the North American way, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So yes, yes. it's really, it's really uh, when you think about it, it's kind of scary because it, it makes you 
a little uncomfortable, like, am I controlling my own life or am I being controlled by the scripts that other people have, you know, implanted yeah. into me? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, even even with I mean, just the response okay. to him, like, even if you're going to be like, I'm not going to abide by any script, right. you have to abide by some script to go, to go against that script. Yeah. So you're, you're always... You're using the rebellion script now. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's, I also just like the the usage of the word script here because I think sometimes we can say, oh, it's the same thing as subliminal messaging, but it's not because subliminal messaging, well, it's usually subliminal, but there are some scripts that are are subliminal, uh, subliminal, like maybe your family doesn't say, like, I can't, well, actually recently that did happen, um, someone in my family told my youngest brother, like, you don't eat until everyone mm. has gotten their mm-hmm. food because he wasn't operating by the script. But before that interaction, I'd heard no one say that, you just know that. Mm-hmm. And so this is different, though, because you can get it explicitly from movies and different things like that. So mm-hmm. I just... No, great point. Some of these are genetically passed down, not mm-hmm. genetically in our bodies, yeah. but through the family. Family upbringing and education—they are passed down yeah. implicitly. Yeah. You're just like, what is everyone doing? I will now obey. And then you know, there's there's different there's there's funny um, social experiments <laughs> of everyone being like in a doctor's office, like oh when the when the doorbell rings, everyone stands up. And then you find by the end of the of, of the experiment, people who came into that, they're now leading other people to do that, and nobody knows why they're standing up when a doorbell goes off. <laughs> but it's just the script in the interesting, room. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. Go look that up on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Israel. Yeah, I think scripts affect uh, every aspect of our lives. When when we go to church, we worship in a certain way. You know, the uh, the uh, idea of standing up. There are some churches that you go to when you're singing a song. Yep. People stand, stand up, and you have to stand up. You don't know why you're standing you up. And, so true. It's and, not just you. Too. Just go yeah. to church. Yeah. 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 Oh, why are we standing? Why are we standing? Sometimes it's subliminal where people just stand up. Other times the worship leader on top is going to tell you what to do and they're going to direct you and it's yeah. very, very uh, dictatorish. I don't like that. Um, and, and I think it, it not only impacts the way we worship, but it also impacts even the most intimate aspects of our lives, including sexuality. Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about our passage in Romans chapter 12 is that it doesn't separate or compartmentalize our experience. Notice what it says in the beginning. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But then later on, he's going to say, how do you do this? You do this by having a transformation of your mind. Mm -hmm. And so the Bible has a script, too, you know, and I think ultimately what ends up happening is we choose which script we will follow. We will not choose whether or not we will follow a script. Okay, so that's awesome, Israel. So this, 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 these verses are really challenging Mm -hmm. this, this, this milieu of scripts that we're in, mm-hmm. right? So let me ask you, how do we, how do we do that? The Bible says, what, the Bible is implicitly saying that we cannot be compatible with all the scripts that are floating in, in society, mm-hmm. right? Some have to be challenged, some have to be evaluated, some are, are totally okay in how we tie our shoes. I mean, who cares? That's okay. But other stuff, we should challenge. Mm-hmm. How do we, how do we do that in, in, in step format, a little bit more practical? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one step there in verse two, so it's be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a process. So renewing is, you know, it's an ING verb. Mm-hmm. So that means something's happening continually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's it's, true. Yes. Yeah. and it's, it's of your mind. And a big part here, again, it's talking about the will of God. It, we find the will of God in scripture. Mm-hmm. And so the way to transform or to renew your mind is to constantly bring it into the newness and renewal of, of, 
the contact with truth. Mm-hmm. Because we can't say, like, oh, I like that script, I don't like that script. Like, based on what? Your emotions? Which ones sound easy? Which sound hard? We need a standard, and scripture is that standard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love what you're saying, that, that truth is is a is not a static experience. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, truth is static. Truth by itself is always static. It is truth. It is. Yeah. But we have the experience with it, and it's always changing. Yeah, our understanding that we are of changing. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Because there's there's different passages of scripture. Because even though the Bible is very large, <laughs> you can still kind of feel like it's overwhelming. But after you know one story, you're kind of like, yeah, I don't have to read that chapter again. I kind of mm-hmm. know what happens. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's that's the story of the woman at the well. I have read John chapter four so many times. I've given Bible studies. I've preached sermons. I've given like personal counsel, but that's also different because every time I read that story, it's like, how did I not notice that? Mm-hmm. It's not like it's never been there. I use the same exact Bible for years, mm-hmm. but it's also the Holy Spirit giving us deeper understanding mm-hmm. and say, so you're ready for this idea now, mm-hmm. because as we as we grow, we're we're able to handle more truth, and the Holy Spirit is constantly changing us and renewing our mind and tra- mm-hmm. by transformation. Amen. 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 When we come back after the break, we're going to look at how, what are the, 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 the sexual scripts of society, and how do we interact with them as Christians? I'm Justin Kim. You're watching Inverse. We'll be right back. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Scripts are these values that are floating all around us in families, and societies, in the world, and also sometimes in our own minds. We're looking at Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and how Christians are called to challenge these scripts, some to be accepted and some not to be accepted at all. Israel. So we're talking about the different steps in how we establish a biblical script. And the first step that he, that Paul gives us in Romans is not to be transformed or not to conform to this world. Mm-hmm. And then the second step is to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And then the third step is then we're able to prove what is acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so I think the very first step to the process is I need to understand and be aware of the fact that my perspective in this world is typically going to be inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Normally what the human mind is inclined to think is an inaccurate perspective of what is actually happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And unless we come to that realization, then we can't hit step number two, which is what, what uh, Callie said, that we need that transformation of the mind. Mm-hmm. So transformation begins by understanding that my current perspective is not a legitimate perspective, mm-hmm. and I need to not conform to this world in order to be transformed by the mm-hmm. renewal of my mind. If I can add uh, step zero then uh, here, uh, really. <laughs> as I'm going to add negative one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, as a foundation here, in, in verse 1 it says, you know, Paul is saying, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, he's calling us, first of all, that all this work of transformation, all any any lasting transformation, any lasting script change will only happen through the mercy of God. Yes. Only as you present yourself to God and by His mercy, His righteousness and His work, 
in us can this take place? Yes, there is activity on our end as we yeah. conform, as we understand, as we apply. Mm-hmm. But even the application of that Absolutely. can only take place as the mercy of God gives us the power through the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because to your point, you know, people who don't even believe in God, they can they can read Scripture, mm-hmm. but it doesn't impact them because yeah, the Holy Spirit is the one. The mercies of God need to mm-hmm. be um, active for any of these things to make an effect in our mm-hmm. lives. And it's really a fa- it's a faith action. You, yeah. you, you're saying, God, I'm here by your mercy. I want I want that change to take place, mm-hmm. and so that's that's where I say step zero uh, as we as we come to God. Uh, so ultimately, my question: like, How does this happen? It's ultimately by by God's power. Yes, surrendering to place. Him. Uh, but it's taking place in the mind, right? Mm-hmm. This is a intangible. Uh, the 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 platform which is this happening is is intangible. Mm-hmm. I like what Israel said uh, that that whatever script is out there, it's not accurate. And I believe when it comes to you know we're currently in the postmodern era and. People People are so disillusioned with modernity. Modernity was so confident that their scripts were right. Mm -hmm. And so now we're in postmodern, like, you know, young adults are like, well, how do you know for sure? How do you know for sure? Uh, and w- and here's here's what I want to get at. There's many people that say, well, I don't believe in any script at all. Mm. I live by my own scripts. But isn't that, that a, a script. script in itself? <laughs> yeah. Right? And so how do you know that your own script doesn't work? Yeah. So I think what we propose here at Inverse and what Scripture does is, hey, take, why don't you take Scripture's scripts mm-hmm. for, for a change? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to move our, our discussion into sexuality. Uh, what are some prevalent uh, scripts regarding our, our sexual understanding in the world today? Mm-hmm. Kelly, that any time is fine. Any, any, as long as if you feel an attraction, then you should act on it. Full stop. Okay, mm-hmm. but yeah. let's let's go even deeper than that. That's that's definitely the practice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I'm hungry, I eat. Yeah, I yeah. I'm tired, I sleep. So the script I'm, is yeah, act on your urges. Urged. So then I just. Go ahead and, and hang out with, you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're yes. saying that's the, that is a worldly script. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a worldly script. What are the values that, 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 that's, that stems from? John? Well, one, one big value that we're living in right now that the world is, you know, uh, longing after is the idea that you always have to feel good and mm-hmm. always have pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not just in sexuality and everything. Like, yes. food always has to taste perfect. And all, this, all these experiences you have, they have to be good and you want to feel good. They have to be Instagram worthy, whatever, you know, yes. uh, everything has to always look good. And so um, in sexuality, one of these values, I say, oh, I, I want sex. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to pursue this, as you said, right now with whoever, whoever I want Whoever's to. available. Mm-hmm. And yep. so, uh, you know, apps are created for this, uh, yes. websites, whatever. It's, it's very easy because that also sells, you know. Yes. So society is very much uh, in now in, in a situation where because of, uh, in the Western world especially, the, wealth, the general wealth that is here, uh, people are able to pursue their hedonistic uh, ideals uh, on an everyday basis. It's very easy. It has become very easy to... to I want to to address you. Go to uh, uh, Romans 1. I want to talk about... (laughs) Because I think it totally uh, totally supports what you're all saying. Mm -hmm. Romans 1, chapter chapter 1, verse 22. Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe go to verse 21. Verse 21, the Bible says, Because although they knew God, they did not glorify Him as God, nor were they thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and changed the 
glory of the incorruptible God into an image made like corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creeping things. So, I mean, that we can take that verse in different ways, but what happens, what, what Paul's addressing here is God is very obvious, God is self-evident, but they refuse to acknowledge that and they start looking at creation and creature mm-hmm. and I would even say, if we're putting to modern language, you know, evolution mm-hmm. and Hey, animals dictate my proper what is normative human behavior. After all, uh, aren't humans animals also? Mm. So if animals are hungry, they eat. If animals need to mate, they they mate. I am an animal, so if I need to mate, I'll also mate. So it's just whenever and heat and all this stuff comes together as a package yeah. Yeah. that we are really animals at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we find from Scripture that we are not animals. We are in the made in the image of God. God. And this is why we're having this 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 discussion. Yeah. That's That's right. Right. Well, you know, what was discussed earlier is the value of pleasure places us where we're at today. I think you talked about the value of evolution places us where we're at today. I think you even dig a little deeper is also the value of education, which leads us to to evolution. Mm -hmm. I think we got to the point as human beings or as a human race where we thought ourselves to be smarter than God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's really what has happened. I mean, that's the problem from the very beginning yeah. of time, right? Yeah. The story of Adam and Eve. They thought they were smarter than God. And what happens is that every time we think that we're smarter than God, we will come up with our own value system. Mm-hmm. The value system is we want pleasure. Mm-hmm. So then how do we rationalize pleasure? I can't say I'm out of control. I can't control myself. I'm going to overeat. I'm going to have sex whenever I want. I'm going to do whatever I want. So I now need to have some kind of justification for that. Mm-hmm. Well, education provides some kind of justification for that by saying we've come through a long period of time, through a long period of existence, developed from animals to become who we are. So now, therefore, these urges that I have or these needs that I have, they're natural, and I need to naturally express them. And how do I naturally express them? I look at nature. I look at what is taking place around me in mm-hmm. in uh, in nature, in, mm-hmm. in the animal kingdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and really, media uh, educates as well, right? Yes. So you you everyone is looking for a standard, whether they know it or not. And so they look at TV for eight hours a day, or their phones, or whatever. And this, the, what they see is the standard that is, that is now implanted into their mind. And so they they can rationalize. They're, they're they're seeing justification for their behavior because oh well, these two individuals on in this movie, uh, they're doing this, and so this is okay. Yes. It's okay to have one night stands. It's okay yes. to do this and that. Um, because Whether on a conscious or an unconscious. Right, level. right. So yeah. Because this is the standard being presented to me. Yes. And we are, as the Bible says, if, you know, we are transformed by what we behold. Yes. And so if that's the standard I look at, uh, then... I will find somehow the way to rationalize my behavior yes. uh, by these scripts that are being presented to me in you know in various in various ways. Yeah, yeah. Now let's go to the other extreme. Uh, and there are, and as you mentioned at the top of the show, that there are some denominations that believe they, hey, everything regarding and you can't even say the word. You got to say S E X is totally bad. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe those four young people are are they have the Bible open and they're talking about this topic. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Uh, why is that script around? Mm-hmm. Where does yeah. that come from, Kelly? I think that just, again, comes from this idea that it's like, yeah, spiritual things are good. Anything to do with the body is bad. That's why we have fasting when we're mm-hmm. hungry, right? We have abstinence when we want sex. So all the, any bodily urge is, like, bad and dirty and gross, but, like, all the elevated spiritual things, those mm-hmm. are good. Mm-hmm. And also, I, I do think part of it is, um, not that it started this way, but it's a reaction to the extreme, like, everything is good. So they're like, if, every, if all of it's good, then actually all of it's bad. And so we're going to avoid all of it. So it's, 
I think sometimes it can start from just desiring to have more barriers and to be careful. Mm-hmm. But like the Pharisees, you take it way too far, mm-hmm. and then you actually make a burden out of something that was supposed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. And even those barriers that are made, they're human-made. Exactly, right? they're and not God issues. Those human-made barriers can be abused or, or yeah. walked out and becomes detrimental to, yeah. to humanity. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this, this dualistic thinking that the body is bad and the mind or the spiritual is good, uh, we find it all throughout history. The Greeks had it, uh, but it starts even you know, before that, uh, this idea that the soul, the spirit, um, is what we need to worry about and the body is just here temporarily. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get rid of it. It's later. really, it's really <laughs> a lie from the devil because the Bible teaches us clearly in the book of Genesis that we are created as a living being, a living soul. The entire mm-hmm. being is... So we are souls. Yes, we are souls. Soul. Soul is not some like white... Right, right. We're not some ghost floating around. So God cares about the entire, entire body, everything that has to do with it. But uh, the point is that because of that separation was made, mm-hmm. we have come to these ideas that oh, the body is bad, what's mm-hmm. inside is good, the, the, the mind, the thinking, mm-hmm. the soul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also it's also the the first lie, which is a lie of legalism, which is very present in that. You know what? When we have the struggle with with temptation, the struggle with sin, the struggle with a lack of control, then our answer to that kind of struggle, to my own struggles that I have in life as well, I need to control. I need to check myself. Mm-hmm. I need to. I need to. I need to not allow myself to get out of control. So now I'm going to control myself. Mm. I'm going to control myself by making myself suffer, by not giving the things that I want, anything that I crave, any anything that is pleasurable to me. I'm going to dominate myself and control myself. And I think this idea of uh, the, the root of this idea is in the sense that I can make myself holy. I can make myself mm. like God, which is essentially the first thing that Adam and Eve, uh, you know, partook of, this That's idea they could I've be God. I've never even thought about that there's a legalistic connotation to it. That's true, though. Uh, I think we also need to acknowledge the fact that um, some people have sexual experiences that are really bad, mm-hmm. that are really terrifying. You know, you talk about mm-hmm. rape uh, or, or other experiences that are just horrible. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, because of that negative experience, oh, they, negative. It, every, everything related to it is bad and yes. shameful mm-hmm. and g- guilt feelings can come from it. Whatever it is, even even the things that we think are okay and we do uh, can, can invoke guilt. Mm-hmm. And so that's why also I think there's a reason why people have have this shame connected to it mm-hmm. and so they say this is bad this is not good we shouldn't you know this is not has nothing to do with with spirituality mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where that disconnect comes from mm-hmm. yeah. now we're going to look at the biblical scripts for the next 12 weeks right so we're <laughs> yeah. going to do that but i want to ask and, and jaunty kind of addressed already, already alluded to it but why are these two extremes mm-hmm. oh, that's maybe not extremes maybe these two scripts in mm-hmm. in society why are they so dangerous Mm-hmm. And if they are dangerous, why are they so prevalent in society? Why are they continue, continuing to be uh, reproduced all around us? Mm-hmm. What, what is the problem with them? Well, whereas, whereas, you know, this dualistic approach, Platonic approach to sexuality exists uh, on one end, it teaches us to save ourselves. On the other end, you know, this idea of just me, 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 I'm going to focus on myself, this is natural, I don't care what it, the, the rest of the world thinks, I'm going to please myself, mm-hmm. this idea is satanic, that's why Satan fell. Mm-hmm. The Bible does not teach the focus on myself or the bifurcation of myself, the Bible teaches in all of its teachings, including the teaching of sexuality, wholeness, not singleness, not dualism, but but wholeness. And it's really beautiful, though, when we look at Scripture, that we can see 
see that God really does want to help us in that, you know, change in the script. Mm-hmm. And that the Bible, as we're going to see this, this quarter, does present a beautiful picture of, of sexuality, mm-hmm. something that's a gift from God. Mm-hmm. And as we said in Romans 12, like, God is willing by His mercy to, mm-hmm. to help us change our scripts and to renew our bodies and our lives uh, in mm-hmm. that way. Amen, amen. On that note, we really encourage you to take courage and to challenge the scripts that are in society in yourself only by the mercy of God. We want to encourage you to continue the conversation on our social media outlets. We're so grateful and happy that you decided to join us. We'll see you next week as we continue our topic on biblical sexuality, principles of biblical sexuality for your life in society, and to impact the world for Jesus according to Scripture. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by The Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.